all-American half pounder. Cure beef patty, lettuce, tomato. Singles going. Steady, the podcast dedicated to exploring great singles with a particular eye to the punk, new wave, and DIY eras of the last century. I'm Adrian Madoc. And I'm Steve McGowan. We're in a band called The Beef People. We released a single in 1986 on our own label, Zub Records, and we are record collectors, and we're passionate especially about the expression of pop music perfection, the single recording. Exploring the mystery of what makes for a great single is what propelled us to begin this podcast. And which podcast number are we up to? We're up to number 041, uh, Singles Going Steady, and we're going to talk about um, the Winston-Salem band, the the DBs. Yeah, the Winston-Salem band, the (laughs) Winston-Salem guys that were in the New York band, right? Yes, indeed. The DBs. Right, and uh, they uh, have so many good singles. The one we're going to talk about today is uh, Amplifier, and it's almost an EP. It has four songs on it, Amplifier, Ask for Jill, Ups and Downs, and We Were Happy There. And we're going to listen to all four of them. Because how can you that pick? Good. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Sophie's Choice. Right. So the DBs are formed in New York City, even though they're all from, from North Carolina. Um, the main guy in the band is Chris Stamey, and he was playing with Alex Chilton. Um, post post big star, of course. Yeah, and like the original recording was released as Chris Stamey and, and the, the DBs, DBs, their first single, yes. And uh, they um, got Peter Holsapple in. He was the second kind of the co-writer. Stamey would write about half the songs. Peter Holsapple would write about half the songs. And they have Will Rigby on the drums. Will also continues to play with... With Peter. Yes, Peter, and with... Um, um, He's been in Steve Earle's Steve Earle's band, band yes. The, mm-hmm. In the Dukes. That's right. That's right. That's a, kind of a big deal. And Gene Holder was the bass player. And then Gene went on to, I believe he still runs a studio in New Jersey and has done a lot of production. So um, these guys um, went got a record deal in England. In England, yeah. Yes. This is about 1980. And they went and recorded their first two records on Albion Records in England. And uh, the record we're going to talk about, Amplifier, and the other three songs come from their second record called Repercussion. Right. Which is just a genius album. Yes. We'll talk about it more. But um, the first song we're going to play is Amplifier. It's written by Peter Holtzapple, uh, a song about uh, a man killing himself. <laughs> but it's a great pop song. It is. It is. Despite that. So here's the DBs from 1981. Amplifier.
So this is the version that was released on that second album. Mm-hmm. Um, and they recorded it again later, yeah. I think, for the Bearsville yeah, album. Yeah, for Like This. Sound of Music, was that the right I think one? it was Like This. But, like uh, This, Like yeah. This. Oh, yes, of course mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, but um, this particular version, they edited out a brief line. Um, there's a line in the lyric that says, uh, he took his drugs, they took his life. And uh, for some reason, Albion edited that out. Um, Although it's pretty obvious the song is about uh, suicide. Um, But like Adrian was saying, it's a great pop song, Uh, even though it's a very depressing subject. Somebody leaves the guy and the guy has nothing left and he decides to end it all. Um, Even if it's the slow way through addiction. uh, (laughs) I mean, that that self-destructive behavior. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, the classic... um, Peter Holsapple sort of super pop, um, good riff, um, great structure. It's just a good song all the way through. And that's going to lead us to the Chris Stamey song on the A-side here. It's called Ask for Jill, uh, which is really a, a beautiful pop confection. It is. and yeah. and um, But it's not lightweight no it's a confection in in mm-hmm. the sense that it's a treat yes so let's listen to it and then we'll talk about how uh what we'd like about it um from the amplifier single it's ask for jill by chris stamey and the dbs Girl on the fourth or fifth floor, buzz at this. 
Now, this song just makes me want to jump up and down on the bed in yes. my stocking feet like you know, an, an eight-year-old. I right. just adored this forever. Mm-hmm. And um, you were telling me that you read a passage about this in Chris's mm-hmm. book. Yes. Um, we'll talk about Chris's book later, but he recently has written a book about his uh, recording and his career. and uh, Life the, in New York the, City. The, the song Ask for Jill is actually about a receptionist at one of the downtown New York studios on the fourth or fifth floor, and it actually has the phone number of the studio, and going up to see Jill, apparently um, the receptionist was quite the uh, the cute female, and all the boys wanted to go ch- for Jill? Ch- chat her up, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, so... Uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's like it's like a real story. I'll wait. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> and uh, it, it talks. It talks about mastering the tape. You know, cut it hot, cut it clean, cut it slow. That's all. You know, uh, tape recording terms that I remember from back in the day. And uh, it, it's so it's a little meta about recording, but it's a great little song, though, yeah. isn't it? Yes. Um. So from 1981. We'll go to the third song on the on the single of the four songs, uh, also a Stamey song. It's called Ups and Downs. Yeah, and uh, you know this really echoes back lyrically to growing up in Winston Salem, right. in and around mm-hmm. Tobacco Town. Right. And when I was, whenever I'm in Winston Salem, the mm-hmm. song is on an endless loop from my mind. Right. So, in, and so that's that's nothing but a good thing. So let's listen yeah. to the DBs doing uh, ups and downs, written by Chris Damey.
so ups and downs. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, we had a little moment there where we were staring at each other. Um, the DBs at this point, they had released their first record and they didn't have a lot of um, airplay. But this second record, uh, Repercussion, was really going to be the one. And both of the records were produced by uh, the producer Scott Litt, who, um, again, kind of cut his teeth with Katrina and the Waves. A lot of these uh, stories go back to them. Um, he fixed up the song Walking on Sunshine to become a super hit. Right. And he produced uh, these records for the uh, DBs, which are just really great sounding, well arranged, well produ produced. Um, he would later work with um, Nirvana and he famously worked with REM, R.E.M. in their middle period. So he, he became quite the super producer. He has a touch. He can make things sound really good. Mm. And, you know, with a band like the DBs, you don't have to work too hard. No, but you, can, <laughs> you need to know when to get out of the way right. and, mm -hmm. and, and, and how, how to... Um, right to emphasize and highlight the mm -hmm. power of pop. Yes, because these certainly um, aren't overproduced records. No. They, they don't have huge drums. and They're perfect. Yeah, they, it's I just, mean, it's really just done right for the, for the material. And, and it's interesting because that version of Amplifier mm -hmm. that we heard mm -hmm. it, it was later re-recorded. Right, and it was all big and not as good. Yeah, it not had as a good. very big, big sound, yeah. but in, in a way that, that I, I think Bigger wasn't better. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the fourth song on this single is a Peter Holtzapple song, a little bit more introspective. Um, it's called We Were Happy There. And we're going to listen to it right now. The DBs, We Were Happy There.
things that we wanted to do in the podcast is talk about the physical object, the the sort of um, you know, the the embodiment of the single, and we picked one out of a six pack. Yes. Um, it, and it's interesting because uh, this was is a cherished possession of mine still. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and for you as well, your yeah. your set mm-hmm. or sets. <laughs> I just found out someone has two copies of the six pack. Yes. Um, he, yes, he does. <laughs> but, um, at least at this moment he does, <laughs> but, um, someone else may get to, yes. but, um, the thing that's, they're beautiful objects and evidently that they were, Packaged together as basically a clearance device. Yeah, inventory clearance. You know, like, like bundle them together. Maybe yeah. someone will mm-hmm. buy six of them. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it was such a thrill mm-hmm. to see the six pack and yeah. played so. all 12 sides mm-hmm. as much as I could. And um, the conceit is that the, there is a, a, a plastic a container bag with six separate DB singles in it, and they call yeah. it the six and, pack. And we'll put a picture up for you on the website, right. so you'll be able to see it. And it's singles from the first and the second record. Right, so it's a mix of, of the mm-hmm. uh, the singles between those two recordings. Mm-hmm. And they each have a very beautiful um, sleeve mm-hmm. that came out of, uh, now, which AI were, was uh, Malcolm Garrett's shop going by at that mm-hmm. time. It was the... Um, assorted images name. Yes. Sometimes you'll see it with the other combinations. And Malcolm Garrett is famous Malcolm for... Garrett we've talked about before at, in connection with the Buzzcocks. All those great sleeves he did for yeah, them. Yeah. Uh, getting out of that Manchester mm-hmm. School of Design mm-hmm. um, background. And these are each visually stunning, visually different. We'll put pictures up for you, mm-hmm. a link for you to be able to see, even to the Discog at least. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they they each serve the message of the song. Yes. Um, and th- there there's one that's a very you know buzzcock style. Yes. <laughs> um, you know uh, the geometric mm-hmm. and it Shapes you know it's a, a hat tip to Liechtenstein. Right. Um, in, in a comic style, you've got the 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 printer's uh, mm-hmm. dot. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what else I want to say except they're all very beautiful. They're all very different. It's one that has like a cartoon sort of. Uh, yeah, it's like a pulp novel, pulp fiction, um, yeah, sort of thing. Cover um, that the, for living a lie, which of right. course is, is suitable for the message. Right. Um, you know the, the title of the song. Very clever and very well done. Right, but the, you know this wasn't the only clever packaging no. that that Albion did. Mm-hmm. Um, we each have, <laughs> at least I have one. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many you have. Yeah. Um, the cassette in a can. Yeah. The the album repercussion was released on cassette inside of a basically like a, a large soup can yeah <laughs> and it was sealed so you had to use a can opener to, to get it out if mine you is to. still sealed yeah. we, we opened yours right yeah i think so yeah <laughs> and uh so that's uh, i hadn't seen anything like that before or since um a cassette in a can a super cool thing yeah very very cool and I, I can't imagine how much they are on on ebay now right but, but we uh, won't link to that no, right we won't because we want to go out and get, <laughs> get get every can we can right? right exactly so talking about the dbs they are an unabashedly power pop band um they come from an era where it was obvious that they were basically completely enamored of big star right. i mean both peter and uh and um, Chris worked with Alex Chilton. Yeah, there's that new yeah. um, Omnivore mm-hmm. album right. that's uh, Peter Hall's Apple versus Alex, Alex Chilton, Chilton right. or mm-hmm. the other way around. Yeah. And I mean, they obviously worshipped 
big star. And uh, they they started off emulating that, but they, they definitely developed into their own sort of thing. Uh, but it's power pop. They don't have really loud guitars. They don't use a lot of distortion. Great singing, great harmonies, um, you know, just catchy riffs, uh, melodies to die for. Right. Um, um, and, and just absolute um, masterful musicianship. And, yes. And um, everything in place. Yeah, it's just, it's all there. So. Sometimes you're like, wow, listen to the drumming. Yeah. And there, there's the MVP. And then right. you're like, and then, wow, oh, that bass, there's right. the MVP. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah. listen to his voice. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Chris, he's the MVP. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, man, Peter's really the yeah. MVP here. Now, as far as we're concerned, in the uh, you know, Adrian and I listened to the first two DB's records just nonstop. Yeah. I remember them just being... Just all the time, yeah. uh, and and we weren't we were just beginning the band. We weren't playing at the beginning. We didn't have a band at the beginning. Oh yeah, no. Uh, the, 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 this this was pre- well within our our, our yeah. the deep recesses of our minds. Right, yeah. right. And so we never covered any DB songs because I don't think we were proficient enough to play them. And at I the time. think we were too <laughs> in awe worshipful. Yes. I mean that that would sing. Like, we never did Costello songs, right? right? right. I mean, it, it would seem like an affront. I know. It, we just, it was it was like, you know, you can't T-fan, touch that. Fanboy, fangirl, <laughs> yes. in awe. Uh-huh. But um, they definitely influenced what we were doing later when we became a band. It, it was kind of a standard of excellence. Right. And, and we looked at them. As we said before in another podcast, we looked at them probably the way they looked at Big Star. Yeah. You know, yeah. just, just awe and... Uh, and um, and, you know, to the point that, um, like, Peter lived around the corner from me when, <laughs> when he moved from, right. from um, and I'm calling like that, like, we're on a first name basis, yeah, right. or not. But um, he moved around the corner when mm-hmm. he left uh, New Orleans after Katrina. Mm-hmm. And um, it, that was to me as if. I don't know. Yeah. As, as if Big Star had moved around right, the corner yeah. from them. You know, <laughs> exactly. it was just like, like oh my God, I, I have no idea. I, yeah. My mind cannot it, deal with that. It's amazing. It's amazing. And everybody's still active. Um, just uh, a few days ago, we saw the Peter Holtz Apple combo. And, and they're killer. Really, really good. He did Amplifier, and it was fantastic. Uh, Chris Stamey was there. Yeah, and, in the audience. Uh, yes, and... Uh, he did a new song called That's the Kind of Guy I Am, which is kind of a list of all the great songs and great bands he likes. Right. And that was wonderful. Um, yeah. I mean, his, his uh, musicianship and his songwriting are still the top best. drawer yeah. and the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, hasn't lost a step. Mm-hmm. Right. And Will Rigby, the drummer, is is the drummer in the combo. And uh uh, your ex-student is the yeah, bass player, right. Glenn. I know. I was rather sheepish when we <laughs> talked about the PHC earlier. I was like, yes, I know him. Yes. As if I was on, in some sort of witness representation <laughs> <Right>. program. <laughs> I guess he is because he's he's um, left the profession yeah. of the law for, for music. To rock, yeah. So, right. so good the, for him. The call of the rock. Yeah, he's a great bass player, Glenn Jones. Yeah, and the, the combo's killer, and it's different. Mm-hmm. It's not the DBs. Right. And it doesn't try to be the DBs. No, not and, at all. And, but the thing that it is is quite wonderful. Yes, and he has a new album called Game Day. Peter Holtzapple does that. that is definitely worth a listen. And we saw Chris Stamey fairly recently. We saw right. him open for the Posies. He's doing a very interesting tour in support of his mm-hmm. book. Right. Um, appearing, um, he was with a cellist. Yeah. And, and so yeah. some singing mm-hmm. um, and, and telling play- stories <laughs> and reading. Yeah. So it was almost a... 
he was playing songs that influenced him, like right. like television and you know, and and talking about his songs and how they came about, and uh, very interesting. He's a very uh, unique, um, you know, deep kind of songwriter. Right. And so here's the time for the question. I didn't warn you about this. Okay. Who's the Lennon? Who's the McCartney? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and who's the secret McCartney? Uh-huh. Well, I don't, I, I'd have to say Peter was the McCartney. Yeah, I, I think the more um, straightforward uh-huh. right. pop sensibility seems mm-hmm. to come from that. Yeah. Um, it, it, but they both have just yes. such um, indelible um, melodies. Uh, melodies. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Chris seems to be a, a tad more experimental. And, right, uh, right. You know, and, and I don't know if that's Lennon especially because they both were experimental. But, yeah, that's true. You know, it's, it's a hard. Maybe somebody's a secret George. Who knows? <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're, they're all secret Ringos, right? <laughs> no, no secrets. No to, secret Ringos. No. Um, so who would we hear covering the, the DBs? Oh. Did, um, did we think about that? I don't know if we thought about that. I, I've got one. Okay, good. I want to hear We Were Happy There, done by Cheap Trick. Oh, I man. Could just, I could just hear Robin Zander just killing that. Oh, that would be perfect. Yeah. I did just I hear him rock it up just a little bit, but him him giving it the full Zander voice and the crazy Rick Nielsen guitar. Yeah. And, well, uh, Uncle, I yeah. can't top that. That's <laughs> right. perfect. Yep. So... Um, DBs are a big deal to us. They really, they really meant a lot, and they still mean a lot. Um, it's still music that we play almost every day. Um, we didn't, we don't have a version of their songs for, to play for you that we did, but it's it's in the, our DNA. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, um, do we have any recommendations? Um, recommendations of, you know, it's it's been really interesting to have um chris moving back to the area he's mm-hmm. been here for, as a producer for a number of years right and we may you know feature things uh, we already have um yeah at, that that chris was producer for mm-hmm. and, and um peter's been back in the area yep. for for more than a decade mm-hmm. and you know how fortunate to live in a place where, where yeah, you walk among the DBs. I know. You know? <laughs> it's, we're just totally starstruck whenever we see them. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's embarrassing. You know, we're just, we're, we're, the, we're in the we're not worthy mode. So I, maybe that's my recommendation that I, that I wish I could adopt mm-hmm. for myself was, yeah. you know, to tell people who have <laughs> meant something to you artistically yeah. that they, yeah, how much they've meant. Yeah. Um, and so my recommendation will be the, maybe those first two DB records. Oh yeah. I think we both, not. we both would recommend, yeah. uh, uh, stands for decibels is the first record and repercussion is the second. I believe you can get them now both on one CD and they, they, it's essential. You, yeah. you, this is to pass the course. You must have these right. records. Okay, <laughs> this is required it, it listening. Is required, this is yes. not suggested no, listening. No, this is not on your own time. This is you know you got you got to go get these records, listen to it them. It will be on the final. <laughs> <laughs> They're that good. So I would recommend the uh, the recent book that came out uh, this year, I believe. Um, uh, Chris Stamey. It's called um, Spy in the House of Loud. Yeah, Spy in the House of Loud. It's about him being in New York. Uh, about him playing with Alex Chilton and about his early um, tours with the DBs. It's very well written. Uh, he talks about his influences and what motivated him. 
and uh, it's not a kiss and tell book. There's, there's, it's not a racy rock and roll so book. So there's not a chapter about Jill. No, well, <laughs> there's nothing, nothing dirty about Jill at all. Just you know, it's all sweet and okay. uh, above board, and uh, he, it's well written. And if you're interested in, and uh, he does have a degree in music from Chapel Hill. He's not just some guy that plays a guitar. Right. And uh, he uh, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to orchestrate things. He's a great producer um, and a really nice guy. Yeah. Um, we've we've had the occasion to meet him once or twice, and he's he's very shy, but he's very nice and uh, a fabulous songwriter and a, a very good author. Yeah. I would definitely recommend the book. I'll put a we'll put a link up to it. So we just talked about our heroes, uh, the the DBs. Um, they went on to record a number more records, like this is a good record, and there's a couple other records that are good. But sound of music is always yes, saying. yeah, the sound of music, absolutely. But still, um, we go back to those first two records. Yeah, they're yeah. really touchstones. Mm -hmm. And all four of the songs that we played today are from the Repercussion album, so that's a pretty good. Uh, what do they call it in the business? A taste. <laughs> so, uh, what business? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I can't, the business I can't that, say that right a, now. Uh, Dan from Amplifier yeah. might have been involved exactly. in the one with, the, with purveyors from that exactly. business. So, um, that's our uh, show for today. Singles Going Steady 041, The Wonderful DBs, and their Amplifier single with three extra songs on it. And uh, we will talk to you soon. We will. All right. Goodbye. Bye. To learn more about the artists and recordings we just talked about, visit our website at zubrecords.com and click on the Singles Going Steady icon. You'll also find links to the persons, places, and things we recommend, and much more. You can find episodes of Singles Going Steady on our website or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Singles Going Steady is brought to you by the power and majesty of Zub Records. Zub, Zub Records. Records. Smart, Smart sounds for sharp, sharp people. people. Today.